0: When was the last time you talked to your mother or told her that you love her? Has it been a while? Well, let's surprise mom with flowers. Mother's Day's coming up on Sunday, May 10th, and JustFlowers.com can help you find the perfect gift for your mom. That's J-U-S-T Flowers.com. Or you can call us at 1-844-896-8752 and use coupon code BLOGTALKRADIO to save $5 on your order. Again, that's 1-844-896-8752 or JustFlowers.com. And use coupon code blog talk radio to save five dollars on your order.
1: Blog talk radio. There we go. <laughs>
0: Radio show, and some of you out there might be feeling a little bit of a, you know, deja vu. What? Yeah. (laughs) That's because this show has happened before (laughs) for a couple minutes. But we're back. We're back, and we have uh, Brett Butler. Yay, Brett Butler! Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Matt. how are you? Uh, You know what? I'm good, and as always, jealous of what you do. Oh, my, this guy, I mean, what he doesn't realize is one of these days we're going to meet in person, and I'm going to club him, and I'm going to take his identity and take over his job. He doesn't, don't tell him. You're not You're just going to do that. You're going to
2: pull a leather, leather face and rip my face off and put it on yours and go to work as me.
0: Yay! I don't yeah. think I can do what you do. Not many people can. I mean, Brett, tell people what you can do. It's exciting. Matt.
2: What I do at the Magic Kingdom is, is, is something that if you would have told me at eight years old I'm going to get to do this in the future, I would have said, well, I made it big. What I do is I take the robotics from my, my, my friends that create the robotics, uh, the substructures that move and are programmed, and then I put the foam and skin and hair
0: and those kind of things. I do. I, I've I,
2: I've created pirates. I create right now. I just finished a goat for pirates. I just finished Nana for the new rehab of of Peter Pan, which is going to knock Yay. your socks off when you see it. Um, well, I, you know, it's it's every, the thing I love about the the job I have is that every day I come in, and I say, what do we got going? And it's something different every day. I don't sit in a cubicle and I think and and I thank God for that. Um, I'm able to create, and I I love my job. I I have lots of magic moments.
0: Well, you have a lot of magic moments, and there's a lot of people out there that want to hear about the not so magical moments that you get uh, when you're you know tooling around Disneyland at three o'clock in the morning by yourself. You know the ghosties <laughs> and the and the different things that you know that pop out and really say hi. I mean, there's some creepy you know, stuff. You know, you know
2: it, it, when I start my morning out, I might, I might, I, I'll get on a bike or I have a bicycle or I have a scooter and I cruise through the park. Now, my version of the park is a little different than most. When people go to Disneyland, it's packed. When I'm in Disneyland, it's empty. And it's almost like, uh, you know, it's almost like you're traveling through another dimension. As you ride your bike through the park, you're the only one there. There are no people, but the music is on, and the lights are on. I'll tell you, it's something special. There's people that spend thousands of dollars, um, you know, people like Michael Jackson and whatnot, to come in and do what I get to do on a daily basis. I can't even stress enough how fun it is. So, you know, I mean, I don't mean to to boast, but I do love my position. Oh,
0: that said, you know what, I love my position. I'd have a billboard up for what I do. I do this and you don't. You know, suck it.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry,
2: Mac. You can, can come we, and visit me and I will uh, 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 try to get you in and, and show you around a little bit and show you some inside stuff. I know a lot of, uh, from being there for 15 years and being the fan of the park, because. I grew up in Las Vegas. I was born in 63, and my family loaded us up in the station wagon and off we went through the desert on a starry mm-hmm. night to come to Southern California, which was fantastic because it wasn't just Disneyland. It was not, it was the beach. Yeah. It was all the cool yeah. things that Southern California was at that time. Did we wear seat belts in the station wagon? Hell no! My mom no, was doing it, like 80 by 15.
0: Six years old. I mean, that's what we did.
2: That's that's the way we traveled. The only thing I was concerned about is, do we have board games, and do I have smelly socks to put in my sister's face on the way? Other than that,
0: if she crossed to your side of the of the seat, right?
2: Oh, uh, we had a station wagon, a, a a pea green Grand Torino. You know, everybody fought for the very back. I don't know why that was when we were kids. Like, I got at the back. Pretty soon I realized, look, at, I grew up in Vegas. It's 120 out. The interior of our Gran Torino is is black metal. You know what? I'd yeah. call the back just so my sister would grab it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's where I grew up, too. You and I both. You know, we both grew up in Vegas. You know, we have stories. You know, Brett and I have talked before, and we have a lot in common, believe it or not. I mean, you yeah, know, we're both handsome and, uh, you know, intel- intelligent individuals. I mean, that's what's going on here. And we have a mutual friend.
2: The cartoon you did, he has the balls for a chin. Come on, Mac.
0: Uh, look at the know, cartoon. Peter Griffin, I Peter I mean, he doesn't have as much, you know. You know he, he, I'm trying to do my uh, family guy interpretation of you. You could have looked like Quagmire, you know. You count yourself lucky. But uh, got- we have a mutual friend uh, who is the biggest vampire. And I blame you him remember? for how Brett and I turned out.
2: <laughs> it's, it's it's funny, Mac, because because we're friends now, but we actually yeah. this is interesting maybe for listeners is we we grew up in the same town and didn't know each other, but we we have a yeah. we have a common connection and that is a weekly show that came on every Friday and Saturday night at eleven thirty at night after Love American yeah. Style.
3: Love love yeah.
2: love. And right after that was Shock Theater. and our lo- and every town had their own horror show host, you know Not some like our- uh you know it just depended where you lived in Vegas. who did we have Mac?
0: We had the Vegas vampire babies
2: Good evening, my fiends and Jim talked like this we have a We have a special letter from Mac McEwen. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, that's good, Brett. You guys don't know it, but he's doing a spot-on imitation of the Vegas Vampire. Now you're going to be able to hear it for yourself in a, in a show coming up, you know, in a month or two, uh, or not a month, uh, in a couple of weeks uh, with the Vegas Vampire himself. We're going to have him on the show. Brett and I are going to interview him and, and talk to him. Actually, Brett has actually been on the show with the Vegas Vampire back in the day. Uh, tell us a little bit about that before we get into Disneyland.
2: Okay. Basically, in a nutshell, you know, I was uh, 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 this was around 1970, 71. Um, you and I and other kids in town watched the Vegas Vampire show Shock Theater religiously every weekend because that was the show oh, that betcha. turned us on to the
0: classic horror
2: films that we never had seen before. Oh, you betcha. And so one 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 night uh, uh, during the advertisements, um, the Vegas Vampire came on and said, should I say it like Jim?
0: Yeah, of course.
2: All right. I'll do it like Jim. This weekend at the Hunters Theater, my fiends, we're showing Christopher Lee in The Curse of Dracula. (laughs) Come in your favorite costume. First prize gets to come on my show, Shock Theater. (laughs) Well, I went nuts. I told my mom, I said, oh my God.
0: I was sure.
2: Do you remember that?
0: I remember that. I was were there. Were you at the
2: Huntridge today?
0: I w- at the Huntridge.
2: Yeah, are you kidding me?
0: No, I am not kidding you, Brad. I was there. You just brought it so home. You it- remember, you remember talk there, about
2: two- there were two winners, and I was one. Uh, one was a Phantom of the Opera kid that was like 13, which at 8 years old is like an adult. You know, I'm looking yeah. at this kid and I'm going, how the hell did you do your makeup? What I did yeah. is I had my mom um, make me a cape along the lines of what VV had. We called the Vegas Vampire VV. Yeah. And then I had my mom do my makeup and help me with my makeup. I had, a little, had her help me with a little mustache. Basically, I was the original mini-me. Because <laughs> I was an exact copy of Evie, and I could imitate him.
0: You still can. And I'm sure it's a lot deeper now. It's a little bit more truer of an imitation than what you did, you know, with your high-pitched pre, you know, uh, adolescent uh, producing. But it was
2: thrilled because, you know, driving down, once I had won the contest, and I did win, um I was told in a week you're going to come out to Channel 5 and you're going to, we're going to videotape a show with you. Well, at 8 years old to go down Boulder Highway at night and head towards Henderson, Nevada towards Channel 5 and when we got there I couldn't believe it. I was with my dad. We got out of the car and I walked inside and there were there was the man And so it was really a thrill at eight years old to be able to go and do that. And so that's why I want listeners to listen in next month, Mac, because Uh we actually have Jim Parker with us. The Vegas Vampire is one of the last living horror show hosts in the world. There's not many classic horror show hosts left.
0: And he is a super, super good guy. I mean, he is definitely...
2: yeah, there's no better. I mean, I, I know, Jim, personally, I will talk to you next month about how we hooked up again after 40 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was real- And so I'm really looking forward, and I want your listeners to understand that that will be broadcast live from Las Vegas.
0: Yes, it will, in, in Vegas vampire territory. Now, getting back to Disneyland, because – we're gonna I don't wanna you know, spoil any of the surprises and stuff we're gonna have with the Vegas Vamp because oh my goodness that's what I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I'm 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 really you know, he he's, he, he helped me grow up. You know, you guys don't understand. When you when you're talking about a you know, a pre adolescent, you know, that moved all the time and didn't have a lot of friends, this is what I got by on. This is what helped me survive was the Vegas vampire. I mean, I remember watching his him putting out the uh, um, the Night of the Living Dead, okay, when he, when he had that one. I remember that. I remember looking outside my uh, windows to make sure that the, the zombies, the first thing I ever knew about zombies, that they weren't coming to eat me in my room. I mean, I love that shit. And it's, I can say that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, just the one, though. Okay. Well, you, know, you know,
2: VV turned me on to Night of the Living Dead too, Mac, and, and he turned me on to so many other great ones, and we'll go over all that next month. for Sure.
0: You bet, you, you bet But now let's talk about you having the best job in the world. You work at Disneyland. You work behind yes, the scenes. This is a man that you guys go in, and you go to Disneyland, you wait in line, you go through the Haunted Mansion, you're sitting there, you put your arms and, and legs inside the vehicle, and why do you want to do that?
2: Well, you know, when you're talking about a, a a place like Disneyland, let's let's make no mistake. It is one of the most entertaining, fun places in the world. And people that love Disneyland and, and have grown up there enjoy it. And Disney delivers a brand of entertainment that no one else can in the world. And I'm not just kissing my employers, but I really feel that way. I felt that way long before I ever worked for them. But what I want to tell you is that when you're dealing in a place that, 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 that you're talking about mach- whirling machines, you're talking about um, attractions that are mechanically designed, when the, when, when the host says, you know, please keep your hands and arms inside the tram at all times, they mean it, or inside the car at all times, they mean it, you could lose a finger or worse, your life, and there are people that have actually lost their lives at the park. Although the rumor is is that no one technically dies on Disney property, it is is and I don't know the truth of that. It's something I looked at online and I'd heard before is that the, the 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 actual call is made off property. However, that said, we all know that there have been some incidences in the park, and uh, uh, and and that's not to tarnish Disney's reputation and their brand of entertainment because it's top notch. But any time you have a situation where you've got machinery and, and engineering mechanics whirling and, and in effect, um, you've got the potential for human error. And when that happens, then you have a couple of handfuls of incidences that are on the Internet. You know, I don't need to sit and go. I could talk about each one. I'm not going to go into detail about it. Um, there, were, there are deaths here and there in the park, period.
0: Well, now, I understand that you had one cast member, that uh, the only cast member that ever died in Disneyland was uh, back in the 70s. Um, Was it the 70s? Yeah, 1974, where they had the uh, nine days after the American Sings attraction opened. uh, This girl moved too close to one of the walls of her stage and uh, ended up being crushed.
2: Yeah, that's correct. That happened on July 8th. Her name was Deborah Stone. She was a cast yeah. member that was, uh, the you, everybody's ridden America Sings, or before that it was the Carousel of Progress, which was one of my favorite attractions in the park. Um, and uh, if you remember the way that, or, or you know the way that the room rotated during America Sings, it was yeah. later re, re- remodeled for uh, uh for 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 the later attraction that it became but when it was America sings there was two walls that 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 would come in close proximity to each other and she got in the way um she she was killed and uh uh so that's that's one i mean you know there's a handful of them usually i can tell you mac that it's not it's not uh anything other than uh, guests that, that get out of line or get out of an attraction or unbuckle yeah. a seatbelt. It's very rarely okay. a cast member. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean, it's that's tried, good to hear. I mean, it, it happens, this is the you know. I've heard of a cast member dying is that. But now um, there are, and, and, and a lot of people may know this or may not know this, there's a lot of uh, um, people that go on the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean there's a lot of people who go on the Haunted Mansion, and they take along an extra person they, did, they didn't pay for. You know, they didn't pay for it at the gate. <laughs> They've got it in their hip pocket or their flask or whatever. And they're dumping Grandpa in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean because he once wrote on and said, yeah, I wouldn't mind hanging out here. And so for eternity, they want his ass to hang out there. Can I say ask? Or they might anyway. think along
2: the lines of, you know, Grandpa really loved Disneyland. And I can't yeah. think of a better place for him to spend all eternity. You know, it happens. I, I, in pirates, it's one thing because um, when the flume is drained after years, we may find some evidence that something was dumped in there in the form of a tooth or a bone fragment. Um, the, the mansion yeah. is different. It's like, come on, have some class, you guys. I mean, people free doom buggies back of breathing your grandpa. You know, it's like, come on. Don't <laughs> Don't do that. action,
0: grandpa got in years, though. <laughs> yeah, you got you, your
2: you, 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 grandpa's DNA is permanently part of you now, thanks to you know dumbass. So yeah. it happens, saying, you know. There
1: goes grandpa. <laughs> you know
2: it happens. It happens. You know, people talk about anytime you're dealing with with situations where there's been something violent that's happened. There's sometimes residue, as you know. Um, as a paranormal investigator, that um, uh, you know, time overlaps itself, and I don't know if it's time playing out itself again, and you're happening to witness this, or if it's something that's reaching through to you from another dimension or plane.
0: <laughs> that's funny. You know who I sound like while I do that? <laughs> Rod Steiger, yeah, uh, St- uh, Sterling,
3: Rod-,
2: Rod Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Submit to your approval.
0: No, but. but what I'm, <laughs> but what I'm
2: saying is, is, is that these things can happen. So I don't know if, if some of the things I've heard from other cast members are in relation to people who have passed on the property or if they're in relation to things that might have happened in that time and space long before Disneyland was there. I mean, let's face it, the yeah. neighborhood you live in, the house you live in, it's relatively new. It's only been yeah. there a, a short Time. And prior to that, guess what was in that spot? Weeds and trees for all eternity. No one knows yeah. what's happened in the spot your home is, or where Disneyland was at. I can tell you that before Disneyland was put in, it was an orange grove. Before that, it was a walnut grove.
0: Yeah.
2: Walnut, they had a walnut blight in the turn of the century, and people planted oranges instead. So I don't know what happened in the area or the property or time and space that Disneyland is at, but I can tell you that I've talked to cast members who've had some interesting experiences or, or got the creeps or got a, the chills or got the vibe, whatever you want to call it, and it happens at times and it happens at different places in the park.
0: Well, tell us what, one of the things that have scared you the most. I mean, you've actually walked through some of our favorite attractions late at night when nothing nobody else is around. So have you ever had one of those oh-my-God moments?
2: You know, I can tell you personally, I'm putting some dramatic music in here. Can you hear that, Matt? All right. I can tell you personally. um, Other than being on Pirates at, like, 3 in the morning and working on a pirate while you're around, all these figures that aren't moving... It's a, it, at first, it was a creepy feeling. As time goes by, I've been there 15 years um, you feel it less and less. Here's what's interesting, though, is whenever the air kicks in on something and it moves, you, you jerk and look over because you just saw something move. You know, um, it, It'd be like the same if you were in a, a, a wax museum, you know, and you're not used to it, and all these figures are around you. It can be a little discerning, but after time, that goes away. That said, I've talked to a lot of people that have had instances in Pirates where they've had... One of the things in Pirates that people have repeatedly said over the years is that whenever you're going to feel or have something, you feel something or you know something's going on, a lot of times it's accompanied with the smell of pipe tobacco. Really? Yeah. and people have said that they've seen the shadow of a man in a fedora and a lot of people mistakenly think it's walt disney i don't know what it is or if it's even if these are things that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna corroborate and i'm also not gonna deny i'm telling you things that other cast members have talked to me about over the years
0: and And one of them
2: is in pilots that's what happens at times is that you feel that presence um uh, you know, there's places in the park where there's been accidents, and I talked to a friend of mine recently um, who has worked on Matterhorn quite a bit in, 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 in the drop area where there was a mother that was killed in 82, and in the it's the bridge in the middle of the Matterhorn. If you're in the middle of the Matterhorn and you go across a, like a wooden-type bridge, that's the spot, and, uh, and he's told me before he feels very uneasy in that spot fixing anything. It, and it could just be because he knows what happened there. You know, when they found yeah. that poor girl, they said it looked like the witch's feet from the Wizard of Oz under the house. She had she she had unbuckled her seatbelt. It was again, it's a case of of, of guessed error because you, when they yeah. tell you don't unbuckle your seatbelt, it's for a reason. Yeah. And she got ejected out, and the car behind her hit her, and oh, it killed well, her. A it killed.
0: I'm sad to hear that, but let me ask you this, i on fifteen years. Have you ever played basketball at the top of the Matterhorn? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, you ready? Everyone knows. And a lot of this is general information. Yes, there is, in fact, a basketball court. It's not a full court, it's just, but it is a hoop. What's really amazing about the basketball up in the Matterhorn, the basketball area, is that the, the, the wood and the walls are signed by some of the top people in the, in, in the sport who have got to go up there and play and shoot some hoops. And then they sign their name on the Perfect. wall.
0: I love that. One of my so, best friends so, is basketball.
2: Well, there you go. There's a, there's, there's something for him. If you, if you come to the park, let me see what I can do. <laughs> like I've got any connections. I'm going to talk to Walt and see what I can do for you, Mac.
0: Well, you know what? If you can talk to Walt, I really would like to film that. You know, I mean, that. <laughs> well, I want to be a part of that. You know? well, John, you had a question for Brett
1: what I'm going to ask him is he said that he starts his day, (laughs) and he's starting when uh, everyone else has gone home. So what time exactly do you start?
2: Uh, You know, I don't do the graveyard shift. What I do, I come in at 5 a.m., and it gives me a few hours before the park opens to get out to an attraction and make a a fix or do whatever it is got to do. A lot of times what I'll do is I'll take my uh, work back to my bench, which is backstage. And then I sit at my bench. And and sometimes I'll work on a figure that might take a week to fur. I might put fur on a goat, and that will keep me from going out in the field. But I do try to get out in the field at least every few weeks and and look around and find things that need to be fixed, repaired, or should just be reported.
0: Well, I'd love the opportunity to walk through the uh, Haunted Mansion ride when it wasn't working. I mean, that is – and that is something oh, that if mansion, you could ever do that, yeah. that, I would definitely love to do that. The
2: mansion's great, you know, and I've gone down the endless hallway. Um, if there's a way that we can um, post some photos, I will give you some photos that you can post for your listeners. I've got pictures of me back yeah, with heard the heard candelabra there. in the endless hallway. Um, I've got oh, two friends um, that have worked in the mansion for 20 years, down in the bottom of the mansion, and, and, it, and they have told me, they said, Brett, in 20 years, We've never had a weird deal. So that wow. just goes to show, it's, it's, it's not, you know, constantly a paranormal hotspot at Disneyland. Disneyland, you know, I've talked to people that I can tell you a couple of stories, but other than that, I can tell you in 15 years, I've never had an instance where I felt anything or my hair has risen up on my arms and I felt a cold spot where I've gone, you know what, there's a spirit here or there's something weird going on here. Never had it happen.
0: Wow. Sorry. I mean, I know your
2: your listeners are now going like Pac Man. (laughs) (laughs) But,
0: uh, well, you (laughs) know, 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 what (laughs) what we don't do is we've never lied to our listeners. Never.
2: I'm not going to lie to you, but at the same time, I talked to a good friend of mine today, uh, my my buddy Paul, uh, who's in robotics, told me, so you need to go talk to Ed over at Roger Rabbit. So I headed over and I talked to Ed, and Ed, Ed's a cool dude. I know Ed. And he said, you know, what's going on? I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to get together with a friend tonight, and we're going to do a, bod- a podcast, and I want to know, um, Paul said you had an instance here. He said, Brett, here's what happened. And something spilled. I came in here. It, 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 there's a, like a service area in the back of Roger Rabbit that's, that, that, that's like a workroom, and the lights were out. He came in just to get a, a rag or a towel to clean up a mess, and someone grabbed his arm. And pulled him. He felt wow. it and he said, I wasn't really scared till I turned the lights on and realized there's no one in here. And that's when it hit me and I went, Holy crap, you know, what the hell was that? Then I so I so then I, he introduced me to another guy there, Tony, who who told me he just said, Look, we hear stuff in this attraction all the time. We hear um, a little pitter patter of feet running around. You know, and the first thing I thought was Brandon Zucker. He, he was the kid that passed away. He got, he got pinned underneath one of the cars. It, the poor kid. It happened oh. when he was 80. He didn't die till he was 13, and he suffered during that time uh, in, a, in, a, oh, in a facility sorry. that cared for him. And so a lot of the rumors are, you know, it could be him. He didn't pass away on that attraction. So, I don't know what it is. I do know that there's wooden floors in there, and if anyone comes in to check the attraction, you're going to hear people walking around in there. So, you got to take things with a grain of salt. Yeah, but grabbing One, the arm, you know,
0: though.
2: Right. Pardon
0: You know, grabbing the arm. That's, that's not a wooden, uh, you know, floor. You no. Know, Ed, Ed
2: swears by this, and then the other guys swear by it, too, that worked there. They said, there's yeah. something weird here. We can't explain it. We don't know what it is, but we've encountered it time and time again. So... If you ride Roger Rabbit, understand that this is this is an area where I've talked to cast members, but, but it's an area of an interest. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna like I say. I'm not gonna confirm it or deny it. I'm just passing along to you what I've heard.
0: Uh, uh, Sean's asking a question. Um so, next, Sean. Uh,
1: Once again, same thing as Mac has probably read. There's things all over the Internet about Walt uh, or Disneyland. Um, I heard, and I didn't know if this is true or not, sort of the whole thing with the Matterhorn, that Walt Disney had an apartment above or near the Haunted Mansion. No, it's Main Street.
2: street. Well, I can clarify that for you. Walt Disney... His his personal apartment is over the fire station on Main Street. So next time you go to Disneyland, look where the fire truck is parked and look directly above it, you'll see a group of windows. That's Walt's apartment. And I've been up there, and it's really cool. When they started building New Orleans Square and Pirates of the Caribbean, Walt was extremely sick, and he didn't live to see the completion of that. However, over over the attraction itself, an apartment was built for Walt and Roy. And if you look up at the at the wooden at the metal banister that's that's on the balcony, you will see R.D. and 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 W.D.
0: No, nope. in okay. the banister. Now, have you been in that room? Have you been in that room?
2: Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, a lot of people have because they turned it into the Disney Gallery. Really. And so, if you went up above Pirates of the Caribbean and went into the Disney Gallery when it was there, now it's an exclusive suite. Uh-huh. But at the time it was the Disney Gallery, then you've been in Walt and Roy's apartment, and that was designed and, and built I know, for them. For them.
1: Yeah. I had heard, I had just heard that he had an apartment somewhere on the premises, and uh, something I read said something near or around the Haunted Mansion. So thank you for clarifying that. I'm, yeah, I didn't
2: know that. I'm it, a it, 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 it's work, across uh, the Square from the Haunted Mansion. All
0: right. Well, I knew about the, the one over the fire station, that he had one there. I didn't know you that. Know, I, that one I know about, they keep a light on there. Uh, it's constant, yeah, I guess. It, was,
2: it was his main apartment, but the one over pirates was the one that was designed and built for them f- for later use that they never got to use. I mean, I don't... I don't think it was ever – I think it was It was just shuttered for the longest time, and then they finally opened it up as the Disney Gallery, which was great because it gave people a chance to actually go out and stand on the balcony and look down, yeah. you know.
0: Now, you have a lot of clips that you've uh, – you've got a clip that uh, we're going to try to do this, and we can't do it, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and do another show uh, because Brett's going to be on again. We're we There's so many things we want to ask him. It may be one or two shows more that we're going to have to do to fill it all up. But now uh, Brent has um, some clips that no one's heard before. No one's heard these. Uh, he has clips of Vincent Price. Uh, are you, uh, can I talk about this one, Brent? Sure, you
2: can bring it up. Um, it's it's a rare clip. Uh, before we go into that, though, can I say one more thing about the paranormal in the park? Of course. The one other thing I wanted to bring up is we haven't had instances inside – you can hear my dogs. We've had instances inside New Orleans Square. And, and one of the things that I consistently hear from custodial and from other people whenever they have a uh, uh, an encounter, quote-unquote, is that it, it, it's always the same description. And that's what I find interesting is that several people come back and say it was a little boy in a red hoodie. And what they see is they see at 3 in the morning, as they look down the corridors that that are New Orleans Square, and they'll see a young boy looking at them and then turn and walk away. And as they turn the corner to find out why this kid's in the park after hours, there's no one there. It's happened wow. backstage as well. I've talked to cast, a cast member recently who watched a, 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 a horticulture truck drive away with some palms in the back and a boy sitting on the tailgate.
0: <laughs> with a the red hoodie. hoodie? Yes. Oh, my God.
2: What so I a, don't a, know a, what the significance is. Again, Mac, I don't know what's happened on this property prior to Disneyland. Disneyland's only been there since 1955. Geologically, that's a very short time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: The now world. what about this? I don't
0: know. Uh, right, there's been a video that's been circulating online of a, a, a entity or some kind of thing from uh, security footage that shows a, a ghostly presence walking out of the Haunted Hunters. Uh, not the Haunted Hunters. I've seen. Haunted Mansion. Sorry. Yeah,
2: yeah. The Haunted House was at the carnival we were at when we were kids. This is yeah. the mansion.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, we're on the same track. I'm messing with you, Mac. Um, you know, I've seen that footage. And and I don't know. It's a very it's a very faded kind of an image that you can see of a human form walking out of the gate and down. This is what I'm talking about. New Orleans Square, sometimes, man, I've talked to people say it's a hot spot. Yeah, and I don't know what happened there. I don't know why that would be a consistent thing that people keep describing this this, but that's just what I've heard. So, so moving on have- <laughs> throw that I in to- there so your listeners understand that it's not completely benign. We do have our interesting places and things that have happened in the park. But I'm not again, I'm not in a position to say, yeah, this is for real or not. I haven't seen it personally. But I have seen the clip you're talking about, Mac.
0: That's pretty creepy, but the thing is, they can, you know, they have men flying on video, so, I mean, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, I do paranormal investigation. I've been doing it for many, many, many long years. I've yet to have a ghost come up and tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, what's happening? Uh, so, oh, I'm you know, a, little bit of a Yeah, I'm a little bit of a, uh, a skeptic, but now let me ask you this. When we come down there, Brett, and we come down there and go through Disneyland, are you gonna be able to get us in, in the haunted and and you can deny this well deny it now, but tell me the truth later. Can you get us into the haunted mansion after hours
2: uh, uh, no. uh
0: okay no. fair enough
2: no. but we will but 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 later on when we're off the air, we'll talk. Does that make sense <laughs> did I, did I <laughs> I, I'm not gonna that say that I can do I that do. that that's a very difficult thing to do. But uh, you know me, man. I mean, uh, hey, I'll work with you, kid.
0: Well, you're the man. I'll tell you. Um, and it's like, um, I think that you have got, like I've told you, the best job in the world. I truly do. I mean, at one time, and I was gonna tell you this when we were talking on the phone, I forgot. At one time, I worked at this job where I got paid for six months to read ad Magazine.
1: Oh, that's I love awesome. That one.
0: I I can't
2: read enough Don Martin cartoons, you know?
0: Oh, Don Martin. I'm a big Mort Drucker fan, obviously. I mean, that's my character style is Mort Drucker, even without the uh, the ball chins.
2: (laughs) I know you're fond of those. You know what?
0: Only on you, my friend. Only on you. All right, so... Any other stories about uh, working there that you want to share with our listeners out there? Because they're all ears. Or we can start taking phone calls. Or we can start listening to clips. Whatever you want to do, we're easy. Here.
2: It's up to you. I, I got a couple of cool little things that I could tell you about that if you want to know about them. Otherwise, we could move right into some audio clips. and Or we could take calls. I mean, it's your show, Matt.
0: Let's hear what you have to say. Tell well, us your little story.
2: I'll tell you a couple of cool little things, because I'm a real big fan of extinct attractions, things that used to exist in the park that are gone. And so if you like
0: walk... the you small and see the giant eye? I love that yeah,
2: Don't you miss Adventure Through Inner Space? And that was our good friend Paul Freeze. You know who Paul Freeze was. The
1: best
0: one.
2: Yeah, Paul so Freeze was a...
0: So, it's now like just a gift store or...
2: No, it's it's actually Star Tours.
0: Oh, is it? Well, I like Star Tours. It was, it it was, was worth picking up. No, 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 no. It really was. This is the one that The Adventures of Inner Space was better than Star Tours. My personal. I, ag- okay. I agree.
2: Because what yeah. it did is it took you and, and shrunk you into the world of the molecule, and you got to yeah. learn about the molecules. Plus, it was a dark yeah. ride. You got to make out the chick. It was the yeah. makeout ride. That was the ride you took your
0: girlfriend. I I only made out with myself, but that's another story. Um, Hey, I I, I would do the same
2: thing if I could ride it again. I'd just be beside myself. I've actually got something really cool. It's a virtual ride-through that somebody's put together, and on another show, we could do a whole show on Adventure Through Inner Space, Mac.
0: You know what? I was going to bring that up because I have actually seen that, and that is amazeballs. I yeah, they
2: used uh, this voice, and they used real props from the ride to recreate exactly what it was like
0: to ride the ride. Yeah, and you know what, Sean, you would love it. It was one of the best rides Disneyland ever had, and I was very, very sad to see it go. But now you said there was a bunch of different extinct uh, rides that you you know, you know, wanted to talk about, so that was one, I'm sure. Okay
2: going to bring up, Mac because behind Thunder Mountain, we have an area called the Festival Area, where they do the pumpkin carving and stuff like that. If you walk towards the Festival Area from Thunder Mountain, there's a place on the left called Miss Chris's Cabin. It's a it's a, it's an old-style cabin. If you turn towards that cabin, now you're facing west. To the left of that cabin, you'll see a big, rusted pile in in the woods, right next to it. You can't miss it. That is a pile of donkey horseshoes, back from a time when Disneyland actually had real mules that kids got on the back of and got to walk the mule trail. So if you know what you're looking at, when you look at Miss Chris's cabin, look to the left of it, you'll see a big pile, a big mound that's about eight feet high, and it's all rusted metal. Those are all old horseshoes, and some of them are still, you can see the form. It's kind of cool. And in that same area, there's the Big Thunder Barbecue. If you look behind where you order your barbecue, there's rock work that was part of America, that was part of um, Nature's uh, Wonderland. Mine Ride Through Nature's Wonderland, which was an original attraction from 1955. And all that rock work was torn out when Thunder Mountain was put in. However, like I say, there's still a strip of the original rock work that you can see. These are the kind of things that, that I love at the park. I love to find cool stuff, you know, that that guests don't normally get to see.
0: I love the uh, uh, Huckle uh, Tom uh, Sawyer Island. I love, you know, yeah. I want to do that as a kid. Well, you know, you know that that was
2: a that was one of the cool things about Tom Sawyer's Island when we were kids growing up is that there was a you could only go so far. And once you got past the fort, there was a there was a padlock gate that said you can't go past this, and that was what every kid wanted to do. you know, it's like, "Wait a minute, you're telling me you can't? Well,
1: now all I want to do
2: is get there." So on Grad Night in 1982, two friends swam out to it. Yeah. And they got a boat to go out. The problem was is uh they hit a rock and were ejected out of the boat and uh one could swim and one could not. Now the kid that could swim put the kid that could not on his shoulders and tried to get him out of there and he's the one that drowned. <laughs> the kid that couldn't swim was saved. Yeah. So well, we had a death sad. there.
0: Yeah, that's sad. But they didn't call that on the uh property. You know, I don't know.
2: I've I've read this online that, that there is nothing called on property. I don't know exactly if that's true or not. I don't know if that particular case in 82 with these two kids, I don't know if that case was called on property or not. Uh but I know that it did happen, you know. Well I I mean, little- I'm sad
0: <laughs> to hear I'm I'm sad to hear about anyone passing away in Disneyland because I'll tell you Disneyland for me, and, and you know what, it, 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 people just heard my wife say in the background, Christy, that's the happiest place on earth. But for me, it is. I love Disneyland. I mean, I took my kids there, you know, and, and I they wanted to go to Magic Mountain and ride those giant, you know, um, roller coaster thing. Me, I'm all about the Haunted Mansion. I'm all about the Pirates of the Caribbean. Hell, I'm all about the, uh, you know, the Pan ride. You know that wild, you know uh, toads, wild ride, the dark rides. I love dark rides. One of yeah, my favorite things ever do is own my own dark ride. I love it. I would I would dress up in the suit of armor and hang out in the uh, in the uh, the never ending hallway and scare that poop out of people. See, I said poop. I was good, wasn't I?
2: Yeah.
0: That's my. You don't cool want to you don't want, want
2: to be in that UV light indefinitely, Mac. It'll tear you no,
0: up, man. I'm old. I mean, I'm going to get in the suit of armor once, think it's funny, and then that's it. I'll, I'll hire a kid. But, you know, you know you what know, I'm talking about.
2: Our paint department ha- has a switch where they can, uh, like, I'll finish a figure, and if it's a blacklight figure, it goes into paint next door, and then they flip a switch, and everything in there is blacklight. Ah. And, and and these guys are always messing around, and they go, hey, Brett, you want to see something cool? I said, yeah. They pulled out some, 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 some sunblock. It was like maximum sunblock. And under a black light, guess what sunblock does? It's it's ink black. And when you spread it on your skin, your skin turns ink black.
0: <laughs> turn,
2: turn the light on and you don't even see it.
0: something new on the Hunter Hunter show. Every show we have. There
2: yeah. you go. I just throw that you out. Also have,
0: you also have someone with you, Paul, um, who does Not, robotics. He's the one yeah paul
2: does Paul does all the robots and whatnot, and so when I get a figure, it's usually after Paul has uh worked on it. paul, how you doing? doing great thank you cool, cool. so yeah, Paul does the robotics. so if you have any questions for uh for Paul, feel free to ask
0: as a child, they released this book on the Pirates of the Caribbean that showed the animatronics like they had never shown before. I was infatuated. Is this the kind of thing you do still?
3: Yes, it's definitely that type of excitement every time I uh, work on something new because every project is different. So it's we're basically going back to uh, a lot of the original designs and stuff that was uh, progressed from that. But uh, they're all very classical and beautiful pieces, even on the inside.
0: Well, now, you also did um, the animatronics on Johnny Depp. I mean, did he have to come in and, and show mannerisms, or did you, fit, you know, what? How did you do that? Because that's that's new for the pirates.
3: Well, that was something that I did not work on. That was uh, done uh, somewhere else, and uh, uh, I, I did not get exposed to that. But uh, the actual figure that he's based on is something that I am very familiar with, and we have many versions of it in uh, the pirates. So, uh, but uh, like the actual head was a little bit more state of the art at the time when it came out. But uh, the bodies themselves I'm very familiar with, and uh, they're um, known as A-1 or A-100 figures.
0: No, okay, so A-100 or A-100, I mean, what's the difference? So some are just, mechan- you know, like older, some are newer, they have more robotics. I mean, yeah. do they have the three rules of robotics where they don't harm us and, you know, that kind of thing? No.
3: They do abide by those rules, yes, they do. They have not harmed ah. anyone. So they <laughs> They do follow Isaac Asimov's, uh, uh, I guess, three rules. But um, Well, the A1 is uh, the classic original uh, design based on what was uh, the prototype, of that, which was called the universal figure. and It was uh, an assembly of castings that uh, could be duplicated many times to make different size pirates that you see. So it's the in the classical sense, the original design. Then it was a, a kind of an improvement to go to the A100 where they switched over to aluminum to make the uh, figure a little bit lighter and, and thus able to move a little bit faster. The uh, original A1 was uh, a little bit more solid. It was stainless steel castings. It was actually very heavy. And uh, it, uh, I guess, tended to move just a little bit slower. But uh, the A100 kind of improved on that idea. It was a little bit more Modernized version of that.
0: So, Paul was the very first animatronics Lincoln
3: uh, human figure. I, I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's correct. I think it was Lincoln, and it was probably yeah. for. Uh, are you familiar with the uh, history of uh, Lincoln being the uh, first anyone? Figure all bright? the
2: president was the first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Before that, it was Tiki.
3: Yeah, the uh, history of animatronics goes from uh, the, the, the birds from Tiki Room is, I guess, uh, an offshoot from uh, developing that technology for uh, um, the the bird that was in uh, Mary Poppins. Was it? Well,
1: the bird in Mary
2: Poppins, yeah, it was animatronic, but you got to understand is that Tiki Room was based on an ashtray. It was a gift that Walt was given with several mechanical birds on it, and when he got this gift, he thought, What can we do with this? How can we expand on this? And when they developed Tiki Room, it was originally meant to be a restaurant. And it's funny because you got birds over your food, you know, but they didn't do anything like real birds would do (laughs) and contribute to your meal.
1: Um, But it was just
2: kind of a fun thought. After a while, they realized the restaurant idea is not going to work, and we need to turn this into a people eater. A people eater is a, is a term that was used early in the days at Disneyland for rides that brought people in in massive numbers and spit them out. Um, Carousel of Progress was a good example of that because you had a whole bleacher full of people that rotated around and a new bleacher full of people loaded on, and then they unloaded and a new bleacher full of people loaded on.
0: And this theater kept rotating and going you know, all day long. It was a people eater. Well, I, re- I remember the People Mover. That was something that they just finally ended. They, that that well, was another people one. Mover, people
2: Mover, yeah, it's sad to see that go. But when I say the term people eater, that's for an attraction yeah. that brings in a massive amount of people and spits them out throughout the day. That's an old term another, at Disneyland that old timers have you always used.
0: Well, you're an old timer.
2: Well, no, but I know a, I'm only 15 years there, but I grew up there, and I know a lot of people that have been there 40, 45 years who've who've oh talked God. to me about it and brought up terms like people eater. Like when I first heard that term, I asked, I go, well, you keep saying that, what does that mean?
0: And then I was yeah. it was
2: explained to me that that a people eater is a is a term that was used for an attraction that that, that loads them up and spits them out quick.
0: Well, that's that's most of the rides, but I gotta tell you. I miss a lot of the ones. I miss it, the rocket ships, though. You know, I mean, I'm I'm almost 300 pounds. I'm not going to get on the rocket ship now, but uh, you know, I still miss them. Uh, You're talking I'm, about the rockets
2: that rotated around the white ones, oh, the NASA ones. Yeah, little. I
0: mean, uh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah,
2: they're gone. We moved it. And we moved it to the front of Tomorrowland, and it's got kind of a patented look. You know, I, I'm a big fan of the of the 1960s NASA. Tomorrowland look, yeah. and when they changed yeah. it in the '90s to try to get like a patina look, like an HG Wells kind of look, it just didn't work yeah. for me personally. I mean, but but well, then I'm a I'm like a guy Marvel. who likes the originals.
0: I all but I, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I do still like the Nemo looking submarines.
2: But have you did you see the submarines? They they tested out in Disney World. They did Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea in the submarines and, and retrofitted all the submarines into Nautiluses. It was breathtaking.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love that. My wife and I like the steampunk thing. But now, Sean, you wanted to say something?
1: Uh, we were talking about kind of extinct rides. Um, unfortunately, I, I grew up um, in Huntington Beach, California. I was born 13 minutes from Disneyland at Kaiser there. In oh, you're an
2: artist our- to the woods, Sean.
1: Yeah, that's where I grew up. Uh, Unfortunately, I live in cold Oregon now. But uh, last time I was down there, coincidentally enough, you keep saying that you've been with Disneyland for 15 years. Uh, The last time I was down there was April of 2000. So just about the same time you probably started working there. I started.
2: you, You were there three months before I started on. I started July of 2000.
1: Okay, so we went in April of 2000. That was the last time I personally was down there. But we were talking about extinct rides, and I know this one wasn't there for very long, but I believe it was called Rocket Rods.
0: Right. I don't know
2: that one.
1: And I thought that one...
2: Rocket Rods in a nutshell nutshell for you. you. Basically, Basically, we we used to... Pardon me, Sean?
1: Living in Southern California, I used to go all the time, and then we moved up here, and then when we went back, uh, I only got the opportunity to ride Rocket Rides or Rocket Rods once, and I thought it was a fun ride. I don't know whatever happened to it.
2: Well, you and a lot of other people enjoyed it for a short time. It only lasted a year, or maybe a little more than a year. The problem is when you take a ramp that's built for the people mover, which was a slow-moving uh, attraction that you got in a car and it was very slow-moving, and all of a sudden you put these things on it that go 40, 50, 60 miles an hour. It was tearing up the track, and so they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't keep it online anymore. They had to take it down. And it's a shame because, the, in my opinion, the People Mover should go back in. Uh, it was a nice, shady, slow ride for you to go on and enjoy yeah. the park. Not everything has to be a high speed roller coaster. You know what? For no, grandma, grandma, mom, dad, it's nice to sit in the shade and go slow once in a while. And the People Mover wound yeah. ro- around through the stores as well. So that's good for, for business.
0: Well, I know Disneyland. I love me my Disneyland. Now, you've been around and you've talked to a lot of your cast members, a lot of the people that work behind the scenes, maintenance and whatnot. Uh, is there one? Is there any kind of story? Because I know wherever you've worked, wherever I've worked, there's always a story about a specific ghost. Now, did we already talk about with the the boy with the uh, red hoodie? Or is there something yeah, else? Yeah, brought there? that up. You know,
2: uh, uh, really, Mac, there's really nothing else. I mean, when you talk about, we talk about the accidents, which is common knowledge. Um, I would never want to to paint a picture of Disneyland being anything other than the most fantastic place you could ever visit. Because I, I feel strongly about not only the image that we try to create at Disneyland, but also the brand of entertainment that we package and deliver. you got to understand, people complain now and again about us raising prices and whatnot, and I understand that in this time, in day and age, it's hard. People are struggling. But you also have to understand that I see the plant, the people that do horticulture every night when you're sleeping. I see the people that are painting every night when you're sleeping. Disneyland is a little different than Knott's, and I love Knott's, and we could do a whole show on Knott's as well. Um, And I love Magic Mountain, but Disneyland is a little bit different than that, and I think you understand what I'm talking about. Oh,
0: of course I do. And Let's talk about the fireworks they have every night. I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars is that every night? I mean, I... I Other than the
2: Disney Corporation, the only person that purchases more firearms in the United States is the United States military. That's a fact.
0: (laughs) I've read that, actually. You know, I mean, if, if Disneyland did not exist... I think that everyone in the world would be that much sadder. I mean, it would be, you know, one less reason to actually get up each
2: day. I agree. I and the property day. that Disneyland's on is a magical property. You know what it would be? It would be a slum. It would be a ghetto. It would be apartments. Thank God yeah. that Walt stepped in and purchased that property.
0: You know, I appreciate Walt Disney because he was a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And he led the way in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I've talked to Brett about this before. I honestly feel that people that can create um are have been given a gift by God. And I think Walt Disney returned that gift to all of us.
2: Boy, didn't he ever. Yeah. You know, to this day we're yeah. still getting our paychecks and whatnot thanks to a man that, that, that passed away fifty years ago. It's amazing and that his legacy God. has not only his legacy's gone on, but, but but on a business level it's astronomical. We just acquired Star Wars. We own oh, Marvel. Yeah. It just doesn't stop, and it's just to well, you me guys it's are great take because.
1: Over
2: the world. <laughs> <laughs> Binky. Going after space. Hey,
3: what are we going to do now, Brain? We're going to take over the world, Binky. Let's try to get him into outer space. Yeah, him and, and... into space. That's what we need—is a Disney world. We're all yeah, we'll have Disney. We'll have the r- we'll just have just the, just orbiting world, mm. or, the orbiting Disney world. Orbiting Disney world. yeah. <laughs>
0: Here's your head, here's your Mickey ears. If you're found without them, we're gonna shock you in your in your testes. Okay, that's the way. <laughs> long
2: ago, here's your Galactic Mickey ears. How about some? How about how about this, Mac? Over the years, I, I being the Disney fan that I am, I have collected snippets and tidbits and audio clips of things that you may have never heard before.
0: Yeah, so we one we the things on that.
2: One of the things I wanted to share with your listeners was something you brought up earlier and that is um when Phantom Manor was created for uh for Euro Disney in Paris um originally they had brought Vincent Price in to be the the, the voice of the ghost host just as Paul Frees the great Paul Frees was the voice of our ghost host here in Disneyland you know a lot of people haven't don't, don't know this but Paul Frees uh uh Actually, actually, I have some clips, if you'd like to hear a few minutes of it, of Paul Fries developing the ghost host voice. And they're telling him what they want to do and how they want it to sound. And if you'd like to hear a minute of that, I can play that for you.
0: I would like to hear as many minutes as you have, Brett.
2: Well, you let's do this, is is when you feel like this has run too long, or I feel like it's run its course, and we're going to move on, I'm going to stop it. In the meantime, enjoy Paul Freeze taking his cues from the Disney art directors for the voice of the ghost host. This is all uh, probably around 1967.
0: All right. It's all yours, Brett.
2: Well, then let's do this.
0: Yeah. You want me to do it very breathy like that? All right. When huge
2: creak in doorless chambers, and strange and
3: frightening
2: sounds
3: echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time
2: when ghosts are present,
3: practising their terror
2: with ghoulish delight. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, 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 foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. Uh, Actually, remember, also the line on this thing was, welcome, welcome in, welcome in. Welcome, welcome, well, come in. Kindly step all
0: the way in,
2: please. So there's a sample of of Paul Frees's voiceover that he was developing the actual voice of the Ghost Host cuz you got to understand as a voiceover people are taking their cues you know they want to know what the producer wants them to do and it's interesting to hear Paul Frees asking questions like what do you want you know
0: I mean that is awesome and and the, I've never heard that before and I am a big doom buggy guy I mean I I am I you know I, I I listened to that, and then you also we talked about you and I a little bit earlier about the Disneyland Haunted uh, House record that you know a lot of us old timers grew up listening to, and uh, there was a lot of those kind of different things that. The cat. Yeah.
2: know, we all had this Halloween when we were little kids, 1970, remember? And this was the one that played at every door you knocked on, you know? What you got to understand, a lot of this chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house was the name of the album, and and, and they took this stuff, these ghost screams you hear from several sources that were already recorded. One of them was a cartoon by Mickey Mouse called Lonesome Ghosts, and they took this. From Lonesome Ghost. Also, they took a lot from Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Um, there's the part where the band She has got this very, very creepy kind of um, female ghost sound going, and that was taken from Darby O'Gill and the Little People. So a lot of this stuff was taken from production work they'd already done and put onto an album that you and I sat cross-legged for hours on end and listened to over and over again
0: over and over again. Absolutely. I mean I I can almost verbatim say, you know, all the screams and, you know, you're going up to this house and you're, you know, and you've never seen again, you know, I mean the whole they give you a whole premise. They they walk you through a whole scenario that is amazing. Um it was uh, you know, right up there with the uh headless horse I mean, a lot of the things that Disney did for records back in the day uh, also helped mold the uh, crazy person that I am today. You know, I mean, in your... Oh, I grew up with things. all those. You
2: remember the little golden books, too? And some of the records we had were came with little booklets that, that, that you could records. flip through. Yeah. You know, those were great, too. Well, would you like to hear a clip of, of Vincent Price as the ghost host? Yes! Yes! Okay, well, this was a clip that they had hired Vincent Price before he passed away, and it's a shame they didn't keep it because it's fantastic. Um, And I'm going to play this for you now, and this is Vincent Price in Phantom Manor at Euro Disney. uh, And if you go to Phantom Manor, you will not hear this. (laughs) This is something exclusively for your listeners.
0: Creak in doorless chambers,
3: where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, where candlelights flicker though the air is death and still. This is Welcome, curious friends. You may not believe it, but beauty. Love. Come. I
0: have more beauty to show you.
2: Our tour begins here in this gallery. Where you gaze upon the sweet innocence of youth. Ah, but things are not always as they seem. Can it be this room is actually spectral? And notice this: this
3: chamber has no windows and
2: no doors, which offers you this
3: chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs>
0: So
2: what do you think, Mac? <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Excellent. Give me a napkin. I need to clean myself up. I mean, I, oh my a goodness.
2: Jesus, kid, clean yourself up. My God.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, you know. It's amazeballs. I mean, I'm telling you, that is something that me as a haunted mansion geek has, I mean, oh, I, I have no words. All right? Yeah. That's the thing yeah. there that the listeners know how often does that happen? I have no words. Yeah,
1: that was excellent.
0: I mean, amazed balls, amazed balls. Kind of like uh, <laughs> you know uh, Brett's chin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you look at the cartoon, I looked at the cartoon. You're I thought, the thought cartoon, Jesus, Jack sure ever seen okay. me?
0: I don't have, have balls, balls for a chin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
0: Brett, this has been just a wonderful show. We have enjoyed having you on as a guest, and we are going to have you on again if you would, you know, if you would give us permission to have you.
2: I mean, you How about next, been month with, next month with the Vegas Vampire. How's that sound? Well, of
0: course that. And I want to thank Paul for being part of this. Yes. Uh, I really do appreciate that he was, you know, he was here for us. I'd like to have another show sometime where we can have more. We had a couple guests call in. We didn't have time to take them. Uh, the calls. I do apologize. Uh, but we will have another show. You will see and hear, or well, maybe not see, me, no. No, but Let's you will hear. On on. Right yeah. Right.
2: yeah, well, it was a lot of fun. You know, we, we, we had a great time with you tonight, Mac.
0: Well, you know, we had a little bit of a rough start, but, you know, we got through it thanks to my wife, uh, Christy. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Hi, Christy. And Thank we, you. We are going to play do our like – Hey, yeah. Hey, Brett. Tell me where yeah. you heard this from. This is our exit song. You ready? Yeah. yeah. All right. We're out of here. Yeah. John? Yeah.
2: Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps
3: and glides and flies across the floor, right through the door all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the
0: blob. So I want to thank Brett. It was a great show. Uh, we're going to have him back on. We're going to have the Vegas Vampire. And uh, I want to thank everyone that's tuned in. I want to apologize that we had some issues at the beginning, but, you know, the ghost of Walt Disney was a little... You know, a little worried about what we're going to be talking about, but he didn't need to worry about it because we were always respectful and very much happy that he was around for us. He created this. Brett, I want to thank you very much. I'm going to give you a call here in just a minute. We'll talk it over.
2: Super. I'm looking forward to uh, to to talking with you again. And I want fair. to thank you a lot for, for the fun night I had tonight, Mac.
0: Well, I want to appreciate you, and I want to appreciate your friends. And, Paul, again, thank you for being a part of the show. And, guys, we are out of here.
2: Yes, sir.